Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. This is episode 63 of the pod- Questions Podcast. We are back with some spiritual minty freshness. Well, and also quite a bit of cold-blooded love. Yes, indeed. It is Thursday, May 14th, 2020. Mm. Boom. Dateline. Dateline. See, Dateline. We must have watched the same programs. Right. Yeah. In America today, Dateline. Yeah. 2020. The amazing story. Since it is yeah. the year 2020. 2020. Sam Donaldson. You remember that guy? That I guy do remember that, that guy had the most wicked eyebrows on the okay, planet. Okay, he had some like plastic looking hair too. He did. Was that was for that, real? Or you, you think know what? We fake? should look that up and see if that's real hair. That, that was totally not hair. I mean, Donald inquiring Donald. minds want to know. Sam Donaldson. Hair. Is he even still around? He is 86 years old. Lives in El Paso, Texas. Man, there you that go. Hair is something. I else. just. Dude, I'm going to say it's real because now it is gray as can be, and it's still got the cool swoop and everything. Oh man, that is like a California wave if I ever saw one. I saw a cool Sam movie Donaldson. last night, and it was out of El Paso, Texas. El Paso. El Paso. El Paso. I, I think it was something glory in the passage. No, I think so. Yeah, Paso Paso Mahalo. No, there we go. so. Uh, but it was I think I think it was called something glory. It was a basketball movie. Basketball. You were doing that. Yeah, last the National Bas- Basketball Association. Who, who was known for saying that? That was uh, Cookie Chainsaw Randolph. Oh, okay. Uh, which yeah. you, I think yeah, I don't know if he's still the around. Name the name. Uh, but familiar. anyway, uh, it took place. The time period it was supposed to take place in was 1966. Uh huh. And so there was a lot of racial tensions Ooh. and bias yeah. and bad stuff. And it was all about uh, African Americans playing in the NCAA, hmm. and uh, it was a really good movie. What was it called? I think it was called Something Glory, a okay. basketball movie. It was great. Glory. You know, I'm not a big sports fan, but I love sports movies. You know, um, speaking of sports, I mean, there's been no sports for like ten weeks. This is strange. One of the great gods of America. I was listening fallen. to something the other day, and they were talking about how, um, you know, back in at September 11th, we had a pause on the baseball season. Yes, we did, and that was like people kind of freaked out because there was a pause on the baseball season. It lasted nine days. We're now 56 days into the shutdown here in in Southern California. In California, can you imagine? I mean, we've been. No baseball, none of it. No boys basketball. Have, the boys no of football, summer no, are done. Yeah. yeah. No golf. The Masters, the Masters got rescheduled to November. Really? Right. That's going to be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. We but still, yeah, I, we still never did actually find out what day was Ferris Bueller's day off. Huh. I'll look that you know, up during the None podcast. of our listeners gave that back to us for some reason. I Maybe wondered. they just don't care, Miles. Well... Are there any out there? I I have to say, I don't know that I've ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off all the way through. I've seen little clips. Really? Yeah. It's not always clean. That's kind of a bummer, but it is kind of a neat neat concept. You have these thoughts of like movies from when you were younger. and You go back and like, oh, this will be a great movie to watch with the kids. And then you're five minutes in and you go, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. We did that. The first time we did that. Yeah. Was Overboard, the old one with Goldie Hawn. And uh, Douglas, right? Uh, what's his name? Kurt, 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 Kurt. No, no, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I knew it was a, yeah. a Kurt White Earp. And, uh, yeah, White Earp, that's right. Yeah, and then... I was just talking about Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday last night. He stole the show. I think that that may have been his best movie. It was. He was great in that movie. He was pretty good as Iceman, yeah, he, although he didn't have a lot of lines. Yeah, but he, he stole that movie. He really did, right, he did steal that. So my my one of the co-workers with my wife, he's a doctor, and uh, he... May, he was. They were in the ICU the other day, and he used a Top Gun reference. And another guy followed up with a Top Gun. They just, you know, of she, course, that's what like, guys do. What is it with guys that you all know the Top Gun things? And so, the doctor said to her, "Listen, go home to your husband, and just walk by him and go, Slider, you stink, you stink. and see what he says." And so she did that to me yesterday without saying anything, and I just said Top Gun, and she goes, "How do you guys know this?" And I just go, "Hey, listen." It's kind of, if you don't know how to respond, you kind of lose your man card. Exactly. Yeah. At the good movies. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, I saw. Kurt, I feel the need. The need for speed. That's right. I saw. You have to let another, him go, sir. Yeah. You got to let him go. 
I saw another uh, movie with Kurt Russell in it the other day. Mm. Another sports movie called Miracle. That's the one, the hockey one. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never seen that one either. Kurt Russell was really good in that. You know, Kurt Russell is like, as it goes for actors, he's just like a step or two above Nick Cage. Oh, you know, I saw National Treasure, uh-huh. the first one again the other night. Do you realize that guy won an Academy Award? For what? Uh, Valley leaving, Girl? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, that was funny. I don't know what that movie is. That, oh, it's got the Flying Elvises in it. I don't I know. think so. Or the fly, Flying Elvis. I've never seen them. it, but I guess he won a, an award for that. Okay, so... Okay, but Nick Cage. Okay, so Nick national Cage... Tre- he is a national treasure. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. He had the worst hair. Horrible hair in that movie. You know what was actually a funny movie with Nick Cage was uh, Raising Arizona. It's one of my favorite movies. When he goes and he robs the convenience store with oh, the pantyhose on his head, that's kind of funny. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember much I of the movie. I want that baby, H.I. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? Like that guy, Unpainted Arizona. I, what? Nathan Arizona, the guy on the furniture store. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. had one of his, you know, 15 kids stolen. I very that vaguely That guy was hysterical remember. in that movie. I very vaguely remember I that loved one. that movie. John Goodman was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Nick Cage. We might be recommending this, and it might be totally It horrible. probably is. Don't take any of our film recommendations. I just, these are all recollections. Because you're on lockdown, you've been watching more media than you normally do, I think. Well, I've been doing a lot of home projects, but okay. what's happened is, is when you do home projects. You're tired? Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. And then I, the front doors of my house were made in 1972. Wow. That's so, older than me, man. Yes. So they're like, the technology back then on doors uh-huh. was a little different. So when they made a door out of your medium density fiberboard, okay. um, it was not hollow. It was solid. So oh. when I had to pull the doors off the front of the house, they weigh about 95 pounds a piece. Oh, yeah. I, I am like... Yeah, um, particle board is heavy. Yeah, well, they're solid. Right. And so um, I didn't have any help, so I really messed my back up. So... You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I'm not 25 years old anymore. Yeah. So uh, I had my daughter help me put them back on, but the damage was done. So it's been a little rough. No mountain biking. So, um, you know, during this COVID-19 thing and the media, people watching a lot more media. Is there something going on? Well, no, there was a big show that I I will confess because I needed to understand what this was all about. I watched the first episode of The Tiger King. Have you heard about this? I have heard references to it, but I just feel like I don't want to watch it. No, I don't. Th- I don't recommend it at all. I had this Siegfried and Roy thing in my head, but I, but I had this. No, it's it's way worse. It's about this guy in Texas. He's the Tiger King, and um, and his name's Joe Exotic. Oh, I'm sure that's his real name, Joe Exotic, and um, he's married to another man, so that he's a homosexual in in Texas, and he has a lot of big cats, and apparently. There are more big cats in captivity in the United States of America than like tigers outside in the world. And so, so they guy, like the, the city living. And, and so this guy is, is completely loony and nuts. But the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we also have a, con, a convergence of, of things here because we brought up Nick, Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Because he's a national treasure. So apparently... Nicholas Cage. Oh, he's going to play him. Play I saw that Joe Exotic in a a movie on the Netflix docudrama thing that is the strangest thing because ever. we really care. And you know what? I think that Nicholas Cage, having seen one episode of The Tiger King, which I do not recommend, my faithful listeners, um, I think Nicholas Cage might be like uniquely suited. To play really? Joe Exotic. He probably will play that really well. Because remember, Nicolas Cage has one accent that he is able to do. And he's done it in a lot of movies. You know, his, his kind of southern accent that's not really a southern accent. Right, where he yeah. Kind of, you know, the, the con air accent. that Yeah, he's yeah I remember con air. I think probably if he just turns on that same persona, he could probably, he could probably handle it. All he needs is to unbutton the two top buttons of his shirt i'm guessing no just wear his gold his chain wife, obstacle wife beater shirt yeah oh and then yeah. little gold chain the mr t starter kit it'll be all yeah. over it yeah okay well and you know this this show took a hard weird turn but anyways um yeah so that's that's something that's fascinating and interesting so you're back is it feeling better nah, poquito a little okay well you know 
But so. because your back has not been feeling great, I've been, been watching, watching a few movies. More. You've been yeah. reclining wife, on the yeah. couch. But you made it down here, so we could do the I'm questions fine. podcast. Fine, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm living. It just you know, not, no, no bike riding for a while. Oh, that's a bummer. So I took a picture with a fish the other day. You yes, I saw the picture with the fish. Yeah, I, I had to have somebody help me prop the fish up because it was a big fish. How big was that fish? It was only like sixty pounds. Only like yeah, that's pretty big. Well, he caught a hundred and twenty pounder that trip. Ethan, your son. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he and didn't. This was a bluefin. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he didn't give me the hundred and twenty pounder because that would have been a little hard to cut up. Yeah, are, on are the we, tailgate of my truck. Are we having a uh, a pretty good amount of bluefin out off the coast? It looks like it. Yeah, you know, not everybody's been able to get out there, so they're getting a little spunky because nobody's been able to. Fish have them. you made it out to see the red tide? I have not, but I, I've heard pray tell that it's a little stinky. Yeah, um, fortunately, we we drove down on PCH and stopped and watched for a little while a few nights ago, and uh, it was pretty cool. But we were in a place where the wind was not kicking up the smell so bad. But oh. It was pretty cool. The kids were blown away. Were they picking the water up in their well, hands? Well, no, we were up it? on the hill. We we didn't okay. go down. Okay. Yeah, the tide was in and didn't look like much place to walk on the beach. Ah. And the police were like telling people to move along because everybody was parked on the side of the road. So we just watched for a few minutes and then the Do police you think came and we'll said, get a... move along or you'll be sighted. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a refund on our sunshine tax? Well, you know, I did get a small refund from my car insurance company. I got nothing. Because we have not been driving very much. So my car insurance sent me a check for $22. I was very grateful for the $22. That's like when you get the um, a rebate on something and they send yeah. you a check for seventy-seven cents. It's like, hey, thanks. Yeah. Oh that boy. Was great. Yeah. I just got a bit of good news. We were praying for a guy named Ken. Yes. And uh, what's that uh, AFib problem that people get? Atrial fibrillation. Yeah, their yeah. timing gets off on their heart, so to speak. Yeah. And so um, our friend Eric, the car restoration guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his mechanic had that. Okay. And they had to stop this guy's heart. My brother, my older brother has had to have the shocker several Ooh, times to, so to trigger. Anyway, they did it at 11 and he's working great. So we all prayed for him. Hey, that's praise good. the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Good. That's good news. Because the whole stopping your heart thing is. Well, I don't yeah. think they stop you. I think they just give you the big shock. Kaboom. Clear. They, they made it sound like they, they flatline you and then no, they start you so. back they up. Just, they just clear i think i guess I mean, what we know about cardiology you could probably fit into that thimble over there right but, yeah that's for sure yeah that's true i mean i know. know what wikipedia and webmd tell me yeah you know i heard it's not so good to get tased you can stop your heart that way if you're not Ooh, careful yeah so it's dangerous stuff dangerous yeah. stuff so. you know what i i would recommend not getting tased period i mean because if you're getting tased it's highly likely that you're not where you ought to be so my son got tased well he had to test it right did he go through the whole thing? Well, they... they were at a thing with firefighters and police officers. Did he get the full-on barb shot him and everything? Oh, uh -huh. yeah. That does not well, look enjoyable. Here's the deal. Yeah. You know, those guys, there's a little bit of testosterone flying around, at least with the guys. So they're and, kind of showing off. I can handle Well, it. they're back and forth. And, and, and so the police officers, nobody was volunteering to get tased right. as the victim. Yeah. So evidently my son... I can step aside. John. I got brothers. Step yeah, aside, I can do this. I can do this. And yeah, so they tased him. It was kind of crazy because he dropped like a sack of potatoes. Okay, if given, I think everybody does. But if given the option to be tased, if given the the opportunity, don't, um, so don't. so I I have a tens unit. Oh, that, you know, I love this thing. It's it's helpful for when you know I've got an injured back or something like that. I put the tens unit electrodes yeah. on there, and occasionally I'll have the tens unit like hanging on my belt. Mm -hmm. And you'll kind of bump up against something and it will twist the little knob and you'll go from like, you got the tens, you know, just kind of like, like three, level three. And then you hit it and it kicks it up to level 10 and basically almost makes you fall on the ground. So all that to say, that's nothing in comparison to having a taser shot at you. And, um, and if just that experience with the tens unit, I know, no, I'm good. Yeah, I I'm think good. he was smart. I think I think he went he went to the bathroom first, which is smart. Yeah, that's probably a smart thing. You could really have an accident. Yeah, yeah. So. I think maybe the the police officer who's shooting you with, with it in that moment when they're testing it is kind of hoping, like, let's see if we can. What can we bring out? Well, of this? yeah, it's kind of like the guys who fly around the airplane trying to get you. Yeah, to throw get up. you to throw up. Yep. You know, I just found we, we can't do that in the United States. Well, we just need the Pentagon to say it's okay. I got a message today 
that um, the the Air Force uh, Thunderbirds are going to be flying over Escondido that, tomorrow. I got that message too. You think yeah. they'll give us a ride? I think they should. If someone listens and knows someone at the Air Force or the Navy or even the Marine Corps that wants to give us a ride in an F-18, we would be indebted, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, and we're not proud. Or an F-35, I'd take that, the new one. I'd sit in an F-14. I mean, the lowly F-14, I mean, that's old technology. Man, oh, man. How fun would that be? Because we're not going to get to see Top Gun for quite some time. The F-14 would be great. I would go for that. Yeah. Because I feel the need... Need for speed. There we go. Oh, man. All right. Well. In, in the, the news, news. Sam Donaldson here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're no Peter Jennings. I got a couple stories, and I think you have a story, too. I do have a. Actually, a, I, you know, today being May 14th, do you know what special day that is? Coming from your previous church, you should know this little bit of trivia. May 14th, 1948. Oh, the reforming of Israel, Israel as a uh, Israel's nation. Independence Day. That's right. Wow. May 14th, it's like their 4th of July. There you go. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. Crazy stuff. That's right. 74 that, it, years. Regardless of what a person's... The modern state of Israel. Was yes. Reborn. Uh, opinion is of the modern state of Israel, if that's biblical or not. It, it is, is pretty phenomenal. It is very phenomenal that, I mean, how many... After 1,900 years of yeah. being expelled, diaspora. Diaspora. Ooh, that's a big word. The diaspora. Ooh. Dispersed. There you go. From the land. They They're back. became a nation again. Right? Yeah. Pretty interesting. Man. Some people see a, a specific prophecy in Isaiah 66 where it talks about a nation becoming a nation in a day. Who has seen such a thing? And they say that's, that's uh, Israel becoming a nation, May 14th, 1948. That was after the... 1947 Balfour Declaration and the League of Nations, not the United Nations, because I don't think it was formed yet, yep. uh, giving them permission, basically, to form yeah. a nation. And they did, May 14th, 1948. And the following day, they were attacked by their neighbors who they've been in a perpetual state of war basically ever since. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So. Very yeah. interesting. Never get in a land war with Asia, but. <laughs> Only slightly less known. <laughs> Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Okay, yes. now listen. And I'll add one to I that. I just have to say, we have a faithful listener to the podcast. Yes. Who he's going to hear that. And he is going to spend the next five minutes laughing. Because I was with this gentleman recently. He did the entire segment. That entire segment from memory. Like on the spot. Without even being prompted. Just went into it. And it was like even with the veins popping out of the neck. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was spectacular. Oh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Milo. Really, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I wish, my, I, I wish I had turned on my video camera. One of my amazing. favorite lines in that movie. Yeah, is when you uh, bested my Spaniard. You well, the Anigo uh, Montoya. <laughs> uh, when he goes, hey, and you know the revenge business was not paying off so good. It's, yeah, I, I love that line, that the revenge business wasn't I'm on the Brute off. Squad. Yeah. You are the Brute Squad. Oh, See, gosh. here you go. See, we know, the, we know the lines to Top Gun and oh, we know the lines to Princess Bride. That's a pretty Miracle much about Max. all you need. That's Miracle right. Max. Miracle Max was pretty hard. Mostly dead. Liar! Liar! Oh, what I a great wish I'm movie. your wife. <laughs> what a great movie. Oh, goodness, it's so good. Oh. To Blave. <laughs> oh, we're killing one oh, another. You're killing gracious. me. Yeah, uh, I sure hope people know what movie so, we're talking so about. So, so good. Uh, oh, the, yeah. I feel better already. Yeah, uh, I oh, do. It's like the Dread Pirate man. Roberts. Oh, so good. Oh, man. Well, the Dread Pirate Wesley doesn't sound very yeah. <laughs> fearful. Did that guy go on to do any great movies Probably after not. that? Probably oh, not. actually, you know who that actor, what he did later? Hmm. What? In the series Psych. Okay. He played a thief named Despero. Despero. Yeah, who was really slick. Well, you do you remember this the little animated feature of Despero Tilling? No. It's actually pretty good. It's about a little little mouse, Despero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. So yeah. are you are you ready for some real news? Give it to me, man. Some okay. real news. I mean, we're living in a world of Fox News and CNN and MSNBC, CBS, uh, ABC, ABC, you know, BBC, all those People Magazine. I am following the stuff that is the important stuff. Yes, and to our Spanish-speaking friends, muy importante, importante. Welcome to the importante. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm following real news. It's called Florida Man, because all the great stuff happens in Florida. Yes. 
And so this is just a little jewel I picked up. And what I love is the fact that they actually have crime footage of this. Oh, no. Florida man shoplifts chainsaw by sticking it down his pants. Oh, gosh. And it doesn't sound like it was running, which that was good. good. So plenty of people try their luck stealing from one store or another. Some of them go for the small stuff like candy, while others try to get away with cell phones or tablets. Occasionally, these crimes are successful, but more often than not, the perpetrators get caught. One person fell to the latter category was a Florida man in his late 20s. The guy figured he could make off with a chainsaw of all things. He really needed it. Yeah. He stuffed it down his pants and ran for the exit. When one of the employees gave chase, he ditched the chainsaw and disappeared into the woods. However. (laughs) Into the woods. Yeah. he, he, He probably should have taken the chainsaw with him. Yeah. But anyway. However, he returned later for the stolen item and was promptly arrested. He came back for it? Yes. Oh, my God. He was arrested as a result. So they left it as uh, bait. Wow. So, and then I'm going to just leave you in suspense for next okay. week. Okay, all right, all right. More Florida Drunk news. Florida man tries to use taco as ID. Well? Inquiring minds want to know. I mean, you have to walk through the social distancing line at the Vons to get good news like this at the National Enquirer there. Man, oh, man. Kind of sad, you know. My, my news yeah. is not nearly as interesting as yours. Okay. It, I mean, this, is, this was high crime and drama. I have some education news. Ooh. Uh, fearing a second wave. This is New York Times. Um, fearing a second wave. I'm going to tell you, only slight less reputable than florida man right right yeah. absolutely absolutely um probably about the same funding and subscriber base too absolutely uh, fearing a second wave of the novel coronavirus uh cal state cal university, state cal state university will keep classes online in the fall so all mm. classes at this point for cal state university which is pretty massive 23 campuses there's a whole uh, lot of all campuses. The classes, yeah. All the on-campus classes are going to be canceled for the fall uh, semester coming up. And everything will be online. And uh, there, there's going to be a number of other schools that are probably going to follow suit because Cal State University has a lot of pull with a lot of other yeah. institutions, shall we say. Mm. So, um, so that's interesting. But on top of that, the president of the University of California, UC system. Yes. Uh, Janet Napolitano, a name that you might remember. Um, so Why do I, was she the head of the... Um, she Wasn't she a governor? I think she may have been a governor. Well, that's in, what it was. Uh, I was thinking Mexico. of Janet Reno. That's no, that's right. a different yeah. Janet. Janet Napolitano, I believe, was the governor of, of a state. Governor of Arizona from 2003 okay, to 2009. Okay, there we go. And uh, Janet Napolitano has been since then the University of California system president. El Presidente. And the UC campuses, they are proposing that UC campuses eliminate the SAT and the ACT requirement um, as students prepare to enroll at the school. So the dreaded SAT. Did you take the SAT when you were in high school? I don't even remember. I didn't take it. I I opted not to because... uh, I didn't want to, uh, but so uh, see, I already had this amazing job waiting for me. Yeah, like the most interesting man of the year or the world. Well, no, that was my that was my undercover thing. Oh, okay, because right. the Batman thing had already been taken. Well, you can't you can't divulge to people that you're Batman. Exactly, you have to kind of keep that under. Yeah, they're already been taken. So yeah, yeah. Christian am, Bale got that Batman. one. Yeah, I am Batman. Uh, so um, so yeah, so there's going to be no SAT or ACT requirement. Uh, they are going to suspend that requirement for undergraduate admissions through 2024. So maybe I should apply. Th- I think this is kind of interesting because um, there's been a lot of discussion in the last several years about whether or not these standardized tests, SAT and ACT, are really helpful in gauging the, shall we say, intelligence of incoming students into these uh, systems. And the UC system, like the Cal State system, has a lot of pull with a lot of other universities, nation and worldwide. So it's going to be interesting to see if this um, kind of is like, you remember that game Jenga? Yeah. We're taking some pieces from the bottom and maybe it's oh, going yeah. to start Education going to change. Education is going to change in a massive, massive way. I you think. know, I have a friend. Do you? Who got this amazing SAT score. Like one like everybody was talking of. Like, yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, they can barely tie their shoes. Just not a real smart person on a lot of different levels, but the school thing, amazing at it. So I, I, I often wondered, mm. like, I, yeah, would, wouldn't let them put a tire on my car. Mm. But, well, but, I mean, but good I mean, test. as we've talked about the 100-point rule before. That's true. They got 100 points on SAT there, stuff. There are some people that are dramatically intelligent in the area of academic sort of things. You know, book smart. But if you were to kind of drop them, you know, out in the middle of nowhere to fend for themselves, they might be dead within 72 hours. Probably. Probably. Or less. Because they try to do something and blow themselves up, maybe. Well, I, I mean, it's possible. You ever read about the Unabomber? Yeah, we, we've talked about him before. He's come up a few times. I He's think smart. That, well, But smart. he wasn't so good at some of the other things. Yeah. The blowing people up is a bad idea. He had some social problems. Yeah, well, he did yeah. get 100 points on the whole. He had some social problems. He did yeah. not play well with others in the sandbox, so, shall we say. Okay, so, well, that's some news. So no more SAT. I guess, yeah. For the UC system, they're proposing to do away with that for undergraduate admissions. So now's the time to enroll in college. University. Nobody else is. Oh, maybe they are. Yeah. Well, but here's the big question. If they're going to make it easier to get into university, I guess, by saying you don't need to do the UC right. or, or the SAT or the ACT. But then at the same time, they're going to say, but you can't come on campus and we're going to charge you, say, what, $25,000 a year to do an online class. I wouldn't pay for that. No, I, I think there's going to be, things are going to change. I think that some of the big tech companies, like let's say, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google. Some of these companies are going to start to disrupt the educational environment. Ford. And I would say, I would say that would not be a bad idea. There needs to be some disruption. Shall Shake it up, man. Shake it up. There you go. Right on. I'm with you. That's all the news I got. I thank you for your Florida, Florida news. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to bring you the good fact ba- fact facts base. There's you know, there's no political bent on Florida, man. Mm, keeping it real, keeping it Ex- real. Exactly. There's no, there's no, there's no party affiliation. Good. Well, except they're partying. Good. So, all right. Well, um, I think we have a few questions. Five, yes, we five do. Five questions here. There we to, go uh, to run right. through. We got a first question. First question. It uh, is uh, is out of two kings. Yeah. Every time we have a a numbered book, we like to switch yes. back to our British thirteen roots twenty here. through twenty one. Two Kings 13. All know. right. 13. If you're in tell South, us, South London, 13. Who do you think this is from? Tell us. Do we know who this is from? I I do, but we normally keep our, our questioners anonymous. Secret. Because right. Batman might we, be calling we like to We yeah. like to uh, mask the identities of our... There you go. Right. All Isn't right. that what, the, what what press people do? I think it's, it's like the HIPAA. Like, then it's not an informant. What is it? Uh, you're... Uh, it's not an informant. When a you squealer? Get, what? No, no, no. When you're a press person and you have... A source. A source. There we go. Wow, my brain just... It just triggered. There you go. So, yeah, uh, we try to mask the identities of our sources. Hmm. We don't divulge. Don't want to divulge. Right. All right. Second Kings, 13, It tells us that a man being thrown into Elisha's grave and miraculously being revived, once his body touched the bones... Let the bodies touch the bones? Yes. I assume that Elisha has been dead for a while... I would assume. If only his bones are there. Yes. Number one, why is this grave open? Okay, um, let's read the verse. I, that's probably a really good idea. 2 Kings 13, 20, and 21. Then Elisha, not to be confused with Elijah. Elijah. We got S's and J's here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Elisha died and they buried him. And the raiding bands of Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. The raiders. The raiding bands of Tomb Raiders. Moab. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they whoa. United States Marine Corps overhead. I'm gonna say that's probably an Osprey. So it was, verse twenty one says, as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. This is a very curious verse. 
Okay, so uh, a little Would bit Would this of, be like in the crazy stuff in the Bible series? You know, we could put that in the crazy stuff of the Bible because there's some crazy stuff in the Bible. So um, the first question is, why is the grave open? Well, it's first important for us to understand that a grave in ancient Israel is not like a grave that we think of today because when we think of a grave, we think of six feet under. Yeah, headstone, we, grass right, growing over with it. dirt and Yeah, that's yeah. not how it was. So generally speaking, they would have hewn tombs. So tombs that were hewn out of the rock and... In that hewn tomb, there would be an area, sometimes with ossuaries, which were little bone boxes. Yes, yes, bone boxes. And they would put the bones of the person after there was some decomposition. Mm. They would take the bones, they would gather the bones and put them into an ossuary. Or in some of the tombs, we have evidence of this archaeologically, that there would be a little area where the bones of the family of that tomb were all gathered together. So this is why sometimes you would read Pile the Old Testament. They would be gathered to their fathers. Oh. So, you know, gathered to the fathers there. So um, it seems, because of what was going on during this time with some geopolitical problems with the Moabites, and the Moabites, they lived in what we know of as Jordan today. But they, those Moabites could be pesky at times. They can bite. Yes. Moabites. Yes. Um, so they were, uh, there were some raiding bands of Moabites that were going about. And so it appears that someone had died and they were going to bury him because... In that period of time, and even today, if a person dies in the Middle East, in Israel, or among the Arab countries, they generally bury that person that day. And so... And they shoot an AK-47. In, in the, the air. air. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Some, what, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, uh, so this person had died probably that day, and uh, so they didn't have time to bury him properly because of the raiders from Moab, Moab. And so they, um, they apparently put him into the tomb of Elisha, and Elisha's bones were in there. And somehow, in some miraculous way, when this dead man's, bone, dead man's body touched the bones of Elisha, power came and revived the man. Very, very intriguing passage. There was a two-parter to this question. Yeah. So the first well, part there... was, why was the grave open? Well, that's why, because it wasn't a grave like we think of a grave. Got it. So different. Hit the bones. Okay. Second question. Are these two sentences here to show us that even though Elisha wasn't caught up to God in the same way as Elijah. He was still as important as a prophet as Elijah. Wow. I have, I got to think on these things. Right. Ooh, two sentences. Um, the, the two sentences of this passage, I guess. But yeah. so, um, here to show is it here to show us that even though Elisha wasn't caught up to God in the same way that Elijah Elijah was, he's still as important a prophet as Elijah. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the interpretation of the passage, but what's being referenced here is that Elijah he was taken up into heaven in a miraculous way, while Elisha, his protege, shall we say, yes, uh, watched this happen. He was taken up in a, a whirlwind by a chariot of fire. So one guy got beamed up. Beam me up, Scotty. Yes, and the uh, other guy was just here. The other one just died. Hit the yeah. But Elisha was Let still the bodies pretty, hit the floor. Elisha was still pretty uh, pretty good prophet. You know my favorite story about Elisha. Do you remember Elisha was a bald man? Yes, he was. And oh. there was a group of kids that were teasing him about his baldness. Now this is probably our favorite thing ever. Isn't to this teach the craziest hires. story ever? This has got to be crazy stuff in the Bible too. Yeah. We need you to do the crazy stuff in the Bible podcast. This comes from 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 24. Dose Kings. Here we uh, go. Yeah, so there's a group of kids that bald were, uh, go up, bald man. So they they were um, mocking, mocking, mocking mockers. him, saying in verse 23, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. So he turned around and he looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female beer, bears, not beers, bears, <laughs> Beauty, eh? the bears came yeah. out of the woods and mauled. 42 youths. He's like a and then Old went, Testament Dr. Doolittle with an attitude. And I, I love this, that the next verse, it's like, it just leaves you with this period. Uh, two bears came and mauled 42 yeah. kids. And then yeah. Elijah went from there to Mount Carmel. <laughs> could, could you hear the, in the news? <laughs> yeah. And then two he bears. just was like, all right, I'm going to Mount Carmel. Well, you don't mess with the bears. And from there, he returned to Samaria. I mean, that's kind of crazy. 42 kids got... 42 by two bears. Yeah. That bear was angry. He I mean, pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Elisha. So are you saying those bears maybe have the spirit dude. of the Lord in them or something? He's I mean, a bad dude. I mean, we were talking about dogs going to heaven last week. Go up, you bald head. Go up. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. There we go. Gentle Ben, maybe not. I think not. we answered number one. Okay. Do you know who, who Gentle Ben was? I do not. So there was a program uh-huh. in the 60s and 70s. I was not alive. Gentle Ben. Mm. He was a massive grizzly bear. Oh, okay. But he was a pet. Well, if you're going to have a pet, have we, a big one. We had weird animal shows. Speaking of pets. In the 60s. We had a death in the family yesterday. Oh. Well, when you own 38 animals. Maggie the hamster. Maggie the hamster. We have laid Maggie the hamster to, to rest. Uh, dehydration? What, what did she go for? No, so here's the thing I was informed about by my lovely wife. I did not know this about hamsters. Hamsters basically have a two-year expiration date. Oh, okay. And and I guess when they reach two years, it's kind of like, yeah, probably not going to survive much longer. So we have Max the hamster. Uh-huh. And Max and Maggie lived in different cages because... Oh, yeah, I remember that story, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Let's we had just say that we ended up with hamsterettes one time. Yeah. Uh, so Max is approaching his expiration date. So it's a good, good possibility we're going to be burying Max next to Maggie in the not-too-distant future. Anyway, sorry, um... I digress. Ooh. Are you are you getting some some messages? No, I'm over trying here? to find out what day Ferris Bueller's day off is. Still, what thinking. still, we're still. You're. Let's go to question number two. Okay. In fact, let me ask this because it's addressed to you, my friend. Oh yeah, there, it's more official that way. Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark. Did you make friends with a lot of flies and mosquitoes while recording the message last week? There were gnats. There was gnats. And there were mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Yes. Are the kind of no seams, the little ones. Uh huh. And you could hear them on the. I, I know they sermon, were coming over on the right. Sermon, yeah, those weren't Nick, the ones. Nick told me he tried to like adjust the audio yeah. post post edit to try nope. and deal with that, and it was like forget it. No, it, it just added to the wildness of it. It was so much fun. Okay, that but those those I'm just gonna, without getting too graphic. Yeah, those mosquitoes and gnats uh-huh. were crawling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Around my backside. Uh huh. And you had a shirt that was kind of a little bit open. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it was a warm day, so yeah. Yeah. They they're they're buzzing around my backside and and trying to get to my front side and other places, and I it was mind over matter that we got that take shot in one one shot because they were trying to get me, but I, I kept thinking of Paul. Paul wouldn't have wimped out. Nope. I was talking He'd about He'd kept Paul, going. So, yeah, He'd I'm not afraid going. of some little mosquito. I ain't so, afraid of going, no ghost. I did get a few bites, but, you know, it was it's fine. Good job. We're good. You know? We got her done. a bit of sacrifice there. there we get got that her message done. out. There you go. Number three. Okay. Um, when will we begin Pastor Miles' plan for meeting from house to house? Ah, yes. We talked about this in a little brief video on the message on Sunday. Um, there's a lot of discussion about... People getting back to church and some churches that are working to do that on May 31st. And we think we have a better plan. So when, when, this is the big the big question of when, but when we uh, have some information from those who are in positions of authority and leadership within our county or our state or wherever, when they begin to release, shall we say, restrictions on meeting in small groups, so 10 or 20 people, then we are hoping as a church to uh, call upon our connect group hosts to host watch parties and we'll call it cross connection from house to house. Just like Acts chapter two says that they met from house to house. There you go. Breaking bread and rejoicing together. We'll have a meal together. We'll watch the message together. Maybe we'll do a little bit of children's ministry. We're working on some cool things for some uh, discipleship of kids at home. So yeah, so we're just kind of in a holding pattern, shall we say? Yeah. We're circling the runway. And they could even get donuts. They could. They could. You can have You know, we had home. something sent into the podcast today that's not on here. You got a question sent into the podcast? Uh, the uh Edelweiss. Oh, that's right. That's right. One Very. of our one of our listeners sent us a message because well, Mark, you you're a big fan of Edelweiss. Is that how I say it? Edelweiss. Yeah, exactly. Edelweiss. It's an Austrian, Austrian family, Austrian. Austrian. Yeah. Österreich. Uh, that Eastern. has a bakery in Ranch Bernardo. Okay. And really nice people. And you you like this place? I do. Yes. They have European-style pastries. Uh, they have an apple strudel that will, it'll change your life. Really? It, it, that's, a, that's a big wonderful. statement. You, you know what? You, you will be a fan. Huh. Okay? okay. 
Change your life. And See, here, here's my issue with... Um, I, I spent some time in Germany and uh-huh. Austria. Kind of, quite a bit of time in Germany and Austria. And one of the things I've discovered, and, and maybe you can weigh in on this having mm-hmm. gone to Edelweiss, um, German and Austrian desserts or pastries and these sort, they, they yeah. have this look that is amazing. Like yep. they're so enticing. Now, can I fin- I bet I can finish your sentence. Please do. But they're not super sweet. They're not. You, yeah, you, there you go. You, so uh, my wife and I, we were at Capri Chapel in Siegen, Germany, and we were at there for this big conference. And and uh, they all these families brought in these baked goods, these desserts that right. looked from a distance like, they look like they should be in a magazine. And you're just like, right. this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's like a quarter of the sugar that you'd have in them. Well, you realize that Americans, we probably put too much sugar in Yeah, things, way too much sugar. But it's like, but you're, I love you're getting ready to bite into this thing. Like you're just waiting for this sweet, heavenly dessert. And then you realize like, huh, yeah, no, not so much sugar. So the apple, they're, they're great bakery. Yeah. But the apple strudel there, um, yeah. it's just the right sweetness. Oh, okay. Perfect so, to drink with coffee. Oh, well, there you go. And if you've ever been to our uh, newcomers little get-together, sometimes I'll bring those, and they're delicious. So one of our anonymous sources... Anonymous sources. ...sent us a text message. Letting us said, know. Pastor Mark, I have a word of encouragement. There you Edelweiss, go. the bakery is open. See, there you go. A little bit of normalcy. There we go. You know who Are I... Are you going to get yourself some apple strudel? I got to get rid of some of the COVID-5 <laughs> first here. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I have another. I, I went by the uh, our donut supplier. Yes, Dan the Donut Man. Dan the Savoy Donut Savoy Donuts. Yes, Savoy Donuts. And we're we're going to call him one of our sponsors today. Yeah, one of our sponsors. There you go. And so went by, and I got some donuts from him and distributed those for yeah, love and happiness. Them, I dropped some off at house. your house for My kids. My kids were very happy. Because... Um, you know, he's a small businessman. Yeah. And he's just not getting a lot of business. No. And if we want Dan, the donut man, to be able to supply us when we get back to normal church, we got to go down and, and we got to go give that guy some love. So I Patronage. think, you know, we don't really have, you know, advertisers, but boy, if you could go buy. He's a sponsor. He's a sponsor. Yeah. Sure. If, if, if you could go buy Savoy Donuts down there uh, on Auto Parkway and. Valley Parkway, mm, it yeah. is right uh, by it, Pyology. Yes, over there. And if you stop in and buy a donut or two, and tell them you're from Cross Connection Church, that would really encourage him stoked. and his wife yeah. Cindy. We were down there, and I got to pray with them and hang out. So it was cool. Super dupa. Yeah, I like encouraging people. Right. So go see Dan the man. All right, here Number we four. go. Uh, what are your views on civil disobedience in light of some business and churches planning to disobey? governmental guidelines someone is trying to they're trying to troll you trying to troll us into there you go man into the political discussion Hmm. i see the hook too and in vain the fowler sets the net before the bird says the proverbs in vain trying to trip us up in vain you try never get involved in a land war in asia (laughs) or with a Sicilian, when death is on the when line. death is on the line. I'm actually, yeah. my, my family's from Napoli, not oh, Sicily. Okay. All right. Naples. Well, I will say this. Yes. I don't, I don't really see this as a big civil disobedience thing right now. We're no. not there. No. If the theaters were meeting and the concerts right. were meeting and the bowling alleys and all see, that were meeting. I don't see discrimination against the yeah, church at the moment. They're not trying to discriminate against churches. Baseball's not happening. Yeah, solely. The masters it's just didn't happen. Big gatherings, right? And now, if all those things were meeting, or so, some we're of those, able to do yeah. more. We're able to do more than Major League Baseball. Absolutely, we're we're giving the word out. We're still praying for people. We're still ministering to people who are in need. We're still doing all those sorts of things. I've been talking to people about Jesus like crazy. Okay, but but on the larger question of what are your well, views I'm always on, talking about crazy, but yeah. What are your views on civil disobedience? I do believe that the Bible does reveal that there are times when it is necessary for us to defy or disobey civil authorities. Those situations are explicitly laid out for us. One passage where that is given to us is found, uh, we're actually going to talk about this in Deuteronomy, when a leader or a prophet tries to lead you in a way that's against the Lord, then you ought not to do that. But then we see an application of that by the early apostles, followers of Jesus, in the book of Acts, and you can find it in both Acts 4 and Acts 5, and at one point they tell the civil leaders of their day, we're going to obey God rather than man. So if the 
civil governments are telling us to do something that is explicitly against what God has to say and what the scriptures say, then we will disobey. But we need to be prepared to experience the judgment of that. What right. will the consequence be? So the consequence may be that you go to jail and you have to be ready to accept the consequences. So don't be upset when the civil government decides that they're going to bring down the law upon you if you disobey or defy that law. Now, you may have the, the moral wherewithal to do that. You may be in the right place before God to say, we're not going to obey this, this uh, you know, whatever it is, restriction or law. But um, you just need to recognize that you might suffer the consequences in, from earthly governments. That's just the way it is. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Right. There yeah. you go. So, I mean, I think that's a little bit like even with submission and marriage and things like that. Um, you can't do anything ungodly or, you know, that's not, you're not required to submit to something right. that's ungodly. Right, absolutely. So, uh, I think that's a We will good obey rule. God over man. Yeah, there but you go. But we might suffer consequences in right. doing so. Right. All right. And, but I don't see what we're, what's going on right now out no. there is civil disobedience. No, God is doing some great things through all of this and the church is having a larger... Reach, I think, you know, the things which have happened to us have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. I'm there just going to keep hammering that all along. You Philippians know, chapter the, 1. When you want the church to prosper, uh huh, squeeze it. This is actually very true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't get diamonds without a lot of pressure. So I will say that. Right. But I don't like to sign up for that. I, no. I, I, you know, that's just none of us do. But it is what it is. So anyway, okay. Um, you know that old saying, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Oh, so glorious. Tertullian said that. All right. Was he in Star Trek? No, not quite. Okay. First Peter 4, 6. Gospel preach even to those who are dead. Ah. Just to dive in a little bit on this verse, is this meaning that there are they are spiritually dead or they're... Yeah, I think that's... Should, should I read the verse? Yeah, I, I think that's good. First Peter 4, 6. We need some context. Peter says, For this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. And and mm. so what, the, what was the question here? Let's see. First Peter 4, 6. Uh, quote, preached even to those who are dead. He just wants us to dive into the verse a little bit. Is this meaning, are we talking about spiritual death or people okay. that are actually, you know, dead men's bones? Uh, I, I think that you you could be tempted to read this as a spiritual death, but there's some other um, context in First mm. Peter that I think is helpful to consider. Because in First Peter 3.19, Peter talks about Christ, he went and preached to the spirits who were in prison. And there's a lot of discussion and commentary on what does this mean that Jesus went and preached to the spirits that are in prison? And there is an interpretation, which I tend to kind of lean in this direction as well, that says that during the period between Jesus' death and resurrection, we have this period of time where, where is Jesus? That's the question sometimes people ask. Where is he at? And some people believe, and I think you can make a substantial case for this, that during that period of time, Jesus entered into a place that we would refer to as Abraham's bosom, bosom, the place of Abraham's comfort, that is spoken of a little bit, alluded to by Jesus in Luke's gospel, chapter 16, when he tells the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man <laughs> fared sumptuously every You know, day. I'm just going to interrupt you for a second right. here. Abraham's bosom would be a great, great name. You have said this before. For a breakfast place? Huh. I don't know because Comfort the wooden food. spoon the wooden spoon didn't work out so well either. Well, that's because it was an implement of torture. For most people discipline. like you and me, yeah. when you and I think of the wooden spoon, we don't think Might of it. Might have gotten the wooden spoon place. once or twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. More but than Abraham's twice. bosom sounds like a pancake. Sauce. I will call it a yeah. place of Abraham's comfort. Okay. So uh, Luke food. sixteen talks about the rich man who died. He had fared sumptuously every day, but he was obviously not right with See? God and he sumptuous was fare. Macaroni and cheese. I don't think you want to follow the rich man in the story. Of okay, okay, yeah. All right. Not a good idea. I'll see how it ends. Right. He ends up in a place of torment. A little water for the tongue. And he can see across, the, uh, across this gulf, this mm -hmm. expanse between him 
and Lazarus, who did not have the best life in this life, and he died, and he was carried to Abraham's Abraham's bosom, a place of comfort. And so uh, there is a belief that the... Those who died prior to the coming of Christ, they, upon death, whether they were faithful or had faith in God or not, they would end up either in a place of comfort for the faithful or a place of judgment for the not-so-faithful. And that Jesus, when he came, he died on the cross, he was buried, and Jesus, in the Spirit, went to Abraham's bosom, and he set those captives free. He brought those ones who were awaiting the time of the coming of Christ. He brought them to be with him forever in eternity in his presence, his fullness of joy, and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. But those people, like the rich man in the story, remained in a place of torture, in a place of torment called Hades. And so so there are some people who believe that when Jesus preached to those who were dead, that's what it's a reference to. But there are differences of opinion on 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 6, and some people would see this as a preaching to the spiritually dead. But I think in the context of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 19, it might be talking about something different. Maybe. So an answer that wasn't an answer. No, I think I gave it. Was, an it was okay kind of an answer. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give you a definitive. This is exactly no, what it well, is. No, well, thus saith the Lord type thing. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. So I won't go on record. Yeah, I'll say it could be. Could be. Possibly. Could be. Could be. And when we get to heaven, we shall know, even as we are known. Mm. And we'll get it. We'll understand. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. There's no coronavirus in the new heaven and new earth. I think I can say that with absolute definitive stance. Hmm. No coronavirus. No coronavirus. No nothing. Yeah. Well, we don't have any more questions. Yeah, it's total. Man, you are so bilingual. I'm feeling bilingual today. Yeah. I, you know, I try to be more bilingual. I Uh went to TJ Tacos the other day. Uh Uh-huh. And they Uh, have lingua. Well, I was, yeah, which is tongue. Tongue tongue. tacos. Tongue tacos. But I did not get to sample the delights. Yeah. There were 30 plus cars in line at TJ's Tacos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was down, like, like Escondido PD was going to have to, like, from about four control. o'clock until eight o'clock, most of the drive-throughs in town are slammed, which is great. I mean, the small yeah, oh, this was good. this was exceptional. Okay, so years ago, I went out to lunch at a at a uh, an Asian restaurant. I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess it was probably Chinese, and the restaurant was called Tongs. So yeah. when I was there, I was eating in tongues and speaking in tongues. Oh, ouch! Okay. Anyways, wow. I need a I need a rim shot sound on my little mixer here. You, you don't have I'll that? Throw that I'll throw that in there. We'll get that in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any parting final words, Pastor Mike? I, I got nothing. All right, my friends. I hope you are enjoying the questions podcast. Uh, we we typically enjoy doing it, um, but we would ask you to send us your questions to seven six zero eight one four one two two three, and we will answer them here next week on the questions podcast. Have a glorious and wonderful weekend. God bless you all, and peace out. Wow.